Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Stay with your numbers. Don't screw with your numbers. Your numbers don't lie. If you figure out your numbers on the beginning of the job, stick with them. Best ever listeners, you ready to take your online advertising into the big leagues? Are you ready to get more leads? Well, how about we do all this for free? Yeah, sure, free. Well, it starts out with a free strategy session with Dan Barrett. You recognize his name, episode 565, titled Google AdWords and Cutting Edge Strategies. He's the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. That's why I'm talking about him. And he's managed over a million dollars of client spend and scored an 80th percentile for or higher for best practice. Basically, he knows his stuff. And he is offering a free strategy session for one hour to do a deep dive with you and learn about your market and collaboratively come up with an online advertising strategy based on your target audience. And he's offering to do this for the best ever listeners. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Now I mentioned free. Well, the strategy session is free. And then you can either take the online advertising strategy that he comes up with on the call and go implement it yourself. There you go. It's free. Or you can have him and his agency do it for you. It's a turnkey solution. And by the way, that likely one that being free too, assuming that you're closing on the leads that he's generating for you as a result of all the efforts. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. He's got some amazing stuff. Ask him about the pre-targeting for direct mail lists that he does. It's something unique to their company and it's pretty exciting stuff. He's noticing some tremendous results as a result of doing pre-targeting. So ask him about that. AdWordsNerds.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluffy stuff. With us today, Tim Emery. How you doing, Tim? I'm great, Joe. How are you? I am doing well, my friend, and nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Tim. He is the owner of Invest Success, which is a coaching and mentoring company. He is a real estate investor. In 2011, he built Sticks and Stone Property Management Company. In 2004, going back a little bit farther, he started working as a broker associate with Sticks and Stone's Fine Colorado Properties. He's the host of the John Fisher Breakfast Club 
He teaches people how to fix and flip in Denver, Colorado. He is based in Denver, Colorado. With that being said, Tim, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your focus? Sure. I appreciate being on the show and everything you do and all the education you give and definitely love the stuff you're doing. I started out in 2004 because I was sick of living in the mountains and living on $30,000 a year. Granted, I had a great job as a ski instructor and fly fishing guide, but just wasn't doing enough. So I had a friend of mine who was kind of my rich dad guy. His parents had acquired 40 rental properties, had them free and clear by 1989, and we were best friends since kindergarten. And he said, well, why don't you come be a realtor with me in Denver? So made the move back down to Denver, my hometown, and, and started real estate in 2004. And during the whole, the last, since 2004, been doing all kinds of stuff, working with buyers and sellers, did a lot of investing and working with investors at the beginning of my career just to make business go. Had some uh, cousins and stuff that had some money, so we were looking for fix and flips. And over the years, just continually did that. During the recession or the, the downturn in 2007, 8, and 9, we had a lot of business clients that could not sell their houses and were underwater. And my friend Lance Becker from Sticks and Stones and I decided we needed to help those people and started a property management company. We started out, he had 30 clients when he brought me on and said, we need to build this. And I said, okay, because I was sick of riding the real estate wave of buyers and sellers because, as we all know, the hardest part about selling and buying real estate is finding the next client. So did that and built a company from 30 rental properties to over 200 and really built systems to put into place that we could manage a large number of properties with a small team and be efficient and really good at it. And that's what we did. Part of my business was to acquire new properties, and I became involved with a gentleman by the name of John Fisher, who had started a company called Invest Success. And he had also started John Fisher Breakfast Club. Great organization, really high integral guy, really gave his time freely to everybody he talked to. Unfortunately, in July of 2014, he contracted lung cancer, and in September of 2014, he passed away. Sorry, it was 2015. I was friends with him. I had developed half of the business out of Sticks and Stones, had been through his networking events. And we had started managing his properties as well. A couple months later, I sat down with his widow to find out what she wanted to do with the business. And we came to agreement that I could buy the business from her and take off and start running it. So that's where John Fisher's legacy comes from. And the Breakfast Club, which is probably one of the best networking events in Denver, bar none, comes from and is still going strong to this day. I'd like to talk about the Breakfast Club a little bit, and then I want to circle back to the deals because it's all intertwined, I'm sure. Other than honoring your friend who passed and continuing the legacy of what he had created, from a business standpoint, why did you choose to continue the Breakfast Club? The Breakfast Club has really had morphed into one of these amazing resources of people who are willing to give, share, and work together. 
it did take a little bit of time. If you were new to the Breakfast Club or didn't really know about the Breakfast Club, and if you came once or twice, people kind of just looked at you and said, okay, hey, there you are. You stayed with it and developed relationships through it. You found a lot of people willing to help and willing to partner and willing to really give you their business. And that was really the key to it was just the education and the part of that business that is great. The format is unique. We go around the room and we have 30 seconds to tell each other who we are, what we're doing, and what we're looking for. Everybody gets to speak and everybody has to speak who's in the room. And once we're done with that, we talk about current events, what we've seen in the marketplace, where our rent's going, where are the deals, what's the big issue of the day. And then we have about an hour and a half of networking. And that's really when deals are done. And I would guess every month there are in some way a relationship or five developed and deals done within that room. And there are plenty of people right now that they're sharing their IRA money. One person is using it to go buy properties and they're trading IRA money. They're partners building projects together. There's people lending money to each other. It's really a unique situation and probably one of the most successful ones in town. We had to limit it to 100 people because we were just growing so big and there just wasn't a time frame to do it. So you have to, unfortunately, buy tickets, which is just the cost of breakfast now, just to make sure you have a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. On the second part, so everyone does a 30-second intro, and then you said you talk about current events, so what's going on in your market, rents, deals. How do you organize that part? I host it, and luckily I think somebody was smart enough to – or maybe not smart enough to give me a microphone. <laughs> and we kind of just lead through, and we look for some of the newbies' questions or, or concerns, and I kind of facilitate it. I use a lot of the veterans. There are people who have been coming to this breakfast club for more than five years that are there every weekend. I have people that drive down from Colorado Springs and Summit County and Fort Collins and just people that are really well-educated and really versed in the business. So I call on them a lot to help answer those questions. We like new people to ask those questions that we all know the answer to, but some people don't. Somebody asked what a 1031 exchange was the other day. Which is a great question because there's 40 people in the room that have done 1031s. Mm-hmm. And if you're new to the business, you don't understand what a 1031 is yet. So that type of stuff, it's a forthcoming community that loves to help each other out. Okay. And once the 30-second intros are done, you take the mic and you say, here's a topic or two that I'd like to discuss based on what I've been hearing from people in the market also, who has questions, and then people ask questions, and then you ask some of the more senior people to answer, right? Yeah, it's a pretty open forum. It's really cool. I got some specific there just in case someone, a best ever listener who's listening in their market, and they're thinking, oh, that's a great idea. They have an idea of, okay, 30-second intros, current events, slash fielding questions from people, and then networking time. And you said that's when the majority of stuff gets done. I noticed it costs 16 bucks to attend. So it's just a covering the cost of the breakfast and any administrative stuff. Clearly you're not making money on it. No, this is a give back thing to the community. Yeah. And I mean, you we really want the community to spot. 
And do you attend every Saturday? It's one Saturday a month. So okay. it's the second Saturday of the month. So I attend 99% of them. Okay, got it. And my and partner, Vince and Avanya are there as well. So they help facilitate that as well. If you're able to parse out the benefit that you received from this tangible business benefit. I know it kind of all bleeds together, but if you're able to track back what direct cause and effect did you have in your business as a result of hosting, not just attending, but hosting something like this, are you able to do that? Yeah, I probably don't have the numbers exactly, but it works really well with Invest Success, which is the coaching and mentoring company that I have. And it really works well to validate what we're doing and to show what we're about. So most of the students we find are by word of mouth. They talk to our past students and present students. And then when they come to the breakfast club, they really see what's going on. It adds validity to Invest Success to show what we're doing and what we're about. So I would guess in the last year and a half that I've been doing it, I've probably directly had six students come out of the breakfast club. So pretty good number, almost one a month. Well, let's talk about your investing now and deals. I mean, you've been investing for a while, I believe, since 2004 when you got going what type of deal are you buying now? If it helps, then maybe your last deal that you bought and the number, whichever direction you want to take it. Sure. And this is what I teach. And I practice what I teach. If the numbers work, we'll buy it. <laughs> it's as simple as that. We run numbers based on formulas that we have developed and structure that we've developed. And if the numbers are going to work and they show profit at the end, I'm either buying it or one of my students is buying it. Or if we're all full and we've all got too many projects going on, and it's usually past students or people I've met through the breakfast club that are looking for properties and deals. So it's a great thing. The project I'm currently working on is a flip in Southeast Denver. I got it from a guy who's doing a bunch of wholesaling and they've got about seven flips going on at this time and they weren't quite ready to take on an eighth. So he called me. I took a look at it. Numbers worked well. Property purchase price was three forty-five. I'm gonna put in seventy and sell it around four eighty. So it's a nice, easy fix and flip. I bought it in November. I've kind of dragged my feet on it a little bit to be able to hit the crazy Denver spring market that we're running into, so that hopefully I can actually maximize that number over my original ARV. But I teach to keep that original ARV and start there no matter what's happened to the market because the market will tell you what it's really worth. And especially in a Denver market where we're in a seller's market right now, it will tell you exactly what it's worth. How do you finance the 345 plus 70 on top of that for renovations? For this one, I have a hard money loan on the 345. A good friend, the found us through the breakfast club has done that. And then actually another breakfast club member who I've known for about six years is private money financing the additional to the fix up costs. Okay. And why wouldn't the hard money lender do the three forty five 
plus the 70. This particular guy likes to make sure there's 70% of ARB in there, which takes a little bit of the money out of it. He wants you to figure out how to find some other money, and his rates are cheaper to do it that way than mm-hmm. if he was going to finance the whole thing. And what are the rates that you typically get from hard money lenders or private money individuals? <laughs> Some is better than others. Right now I'm doing it's one point and 10% on this deal for the hard money and then one point and 8% on the secondary money. The secondary money is this is the second deal I've done with this particular person. Mm-hmm. So to tell you the truth, I had to bring $1,700 of my own money into this deal. Where's the 1700 come from? some of the closing to just get it done. Got it. Do you have a local contractor that you work with or are you hitting the nails and putting up the drywall? <laughs> no, I use local contractors. I'm not very handy. <laughs> I learned that a long time ago uh, after hitting my fingers a couple times. So I'm not handy. So I hire that all out. Okay. It makes it easier so I can do more deals. What are some tips you have for a best ever listener who is working with contractors as it relates to finding good ones that will get the job done? Right now, that is one of the hardest problems we're finding, especially in the Denver market. Our market is so on fire right now that the contractor workforce is really hard to get to work. And we're seeing a lot of turnover within the GC community because we're also competing with the general average home buyer and home seller who is doing jobs. Mm -hmm. And we know they can pay a lot more than us as investors are willing to pay. Mm -hmm. So it makes a little bit hard, but I think one of the keys is to having a really good scope of work. And this is where I think a lot of fix and flippers and a lot of people doing work really screw up is not having a good scope of work and not describing exactly what you want and how you want it. If you don't have that good scope of work, you're going to have trouble with your contractor and the contractor won't be able to quote you on what you want done. Mm -hmm. Will you give an example of what a good scope of work would say? (laughs) You got about an hour. (laughs) <laughs> not the whole thing, but just a snippet of it. Like what would a good scope of work say versus a typical scope of work from someone who's not as experienced? Well, for a specific example on this property I have right now, I've got a nine by eight bathroom that was currently one bathroom and I'm changing it in to make it a two bathroom area. So explaining that over and over to my contractor is huge, but writing into it, how you want it done. You want to make sure that there are two bathrooms there, where the toilets are going to go, what level of finish you want, what level of fixtures you want. Even though contractors will read your scope work, do something. I had this situation yesterday. He had ordered these cheap Delta faucets, and I said, no, those are not acceptable. In the scope of work, it specifically says mid-grade to high-grade. Because if this house is going to sell around the $500,000 mark, I don't want your basic Home Depot cheap fixture. We need to do a little bit more. So having that scope of work, even though it's nice to be able to refer back to that so I can say, hey, listen, Mr. Contractor, this is what we talked about. So let's change this out. 
is key and being specific, even to the fact of instead of having a 60-inch tub in there, we're going to have a 54-inch tub in there because we need a little extra space. How long does it take you to put together a detailed scope? Probably half an hour, 45 minutes. I mean, yeah, when you walk around initially, the first time through, you have an idea of what you're going to do and and really be good. And then as you go through it line by line, item by item, if you've already got a template built and a system, so I tend to do, I walk up to the property, I do the outside, the exterior, what are we going to do there? And then walk in the front door. And as you look at the front door, what are you going to do around there? So is it the entryway or is it a living room or is it a open space? What are you going to do there? Are you going to remove popcorn ceilings? Are you going to do new window in there? And then you go forward to the next part of the room. That just as if you were walking into that property step by step. And when you really do it and when you get your system down, it should be pretty easy. And after you've done three or four of these, it just becomes second nature to you. I don't show property very much, and I don't work with buyers and sellers very much anymore. But every time I used to walk into a property, that I knew needed work, I would walk in thinking exactly what I was going to do to each property. And that's what I do right now. When I look at properties, I don't just look at every property that comes on the market that I see. I actually analyze them before I go out. So I have an idea of what I'm going to need to do because efficiency in our business is so key. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? (laughs) The best real estate advice ever. Stay with your numbers. Don't screw with your numbers. Your numbers don't lie. If you figure out your numbers on the beginning of the job, stick with them. That's the best advice I've had, and it's also led to my biggest mess up in real estate, which I think was probably your next question. Well, Um, absolutely. I have to ask about that. (laughs) Tell us the story of the biggest mess up. (laughs) Well, I had a property that, and this was pretty recent, that I grew up in the area, knew the area really well, and it was a unique property in southeast Denver that is one out of 15 homes. It happens to back to a lake, and there's not a lot of properties in southeast Denver. There's not a lot of water in southeast Denver, and there are not a lot of lakes. So when we came across this property, we knew instantly that this was going to be a home run. We put a lot more money into it than I initially anticipated, although eh, not that much. I figured it was going to come in about 115k. We came in at 130. Problem was, on day one of purchasing this property, somebody made us an offer that we could have made a hundred thousand dollars on. <laughs> we did not take it because our numbers showed we should have made two hundred thousand dollars on it, and we were willing to take the risk. After six months of rehab and then going through some other stuff, we had to drop the purchase price from where we thought we were going to be at. We dropped it a hundred grand because we came on the market 75,000 over where we thought we were going to originally start because we had had so many people come through and tell us what a great job it was, what a great house it was. So we listed it 75,000 over what we anticipated originally and it sat for a month and a half in the mm. hottest market Denver's ever seen. <laughs> so learned my lesson that way, and now I really preach that 
hit your number right, if you put it on the market at the right number where you originally thought it was going to be, you should get that and more in this market. So don't Good. fudge your numbers. Yes, thank you for that story. The cautionary tale, that's for sure. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Okay. All right, let's do it. First, though, a quick word from our best ever partners. Got your free strategy session to generate online leads yet? Well, if not, go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Dan Barrett's going to give you a concrete online advertising strategy by the end of the conversation. You can choose to implement it yourself or you can work with this team and they'll implement it for you. Adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Are you ready to transition your investing from a hobby into a business that has consistent deal flow? The Investor Success Mastermind and Coaching Program can help you accelerate your growth. Find out more at InvestorSuccessMastermind.com. That's InvestorSuccessMastermind.com. All right, Tim, what is the best ever book you've read? Best ever book I've read, Centennial by James Mishner. has nothing to do with real estate. That's all right. <laughs> What is the best ever deal you've done that you haven't talked about already? I have a rental property that is an owner carry that I got the owners to take a second on it to cover a little bit of mortgage and fix up that is now rented for three years to a group that will take care of everything. And more than likely that group will be in the home for a long time. And it's one of my kids' college funds. What's the best place the best ever listeners can get in touch with you? Invest-success.com is our website. Invest-success.com. That's where everything is, and there is a contact form on there. Or you can email me at tmri at invest-success.com. Tim, I've thoroughly enjoyed learning about your business, the breakfast club that you have continued on and the business results that have come from The Breakfast Club and how you've structured it. So best ever listeners, if you are thinking about doing a local meetup, then Tim walked us through exactly how his is structured and how it's been successful with 100 people every month on the second Saturday of the month. So if you are in Denver or near Denver, then go check that out. And if you're not, then use that as inspiration to create something of your own. And then talking through local contractors, how to be very detailed in the scope of work, as well as the cautionary tale that you mentioned towards the end. So thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Are you ready to transition your investing from a hobby into a business that has consistent deal flow? The Investor Success Mastermind and Coaching Program can help you accelerate your growth. Find out more at InvestorSuccessMastermind.com. That's InvestorSuccessMastermind.com.